This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, November 15th, 2020. Required, walk humbly with your God. Morning, everybody. Is this on? It's on. Good. It is so good to be with you this morning here and in all of our locations. See some people in the sanctuary I haven't seen for a while. So good to see you again. Before we go any further, though, I wanted to uh, just say, I just got to say a major thank you to our incredible congregation. You know, things have been kind of crazy the last, I don't even know how many months it is now, Eight. you know, and we've done church a whole lot differently. Eight months. Eight months, wow. And, you know, we still got lots of ministry and mission going on here at the church. If you go around. In the back, we've got this great ministry prayer garden in process. It's just cool. We, you know, we've got ministry going on. We got food going on. We got prayer going on. We got people in Alpha. We got somebody in Alpha from Costa Rica. And Hi, Amber. And, and I just got to say thank you that even though we've had to do things different, even though things are kind of crazy and, you know, sometimes you know, I don't just want to shout and scream, you guys have been faithful. And, and another piece of that's your faithful giving. You know, we can't do all this without giving. You know, the, the, we don't have a, an, an $8 million reserve here. You know, it's, it's because you have been faithfully here and at home giving each week, each month, however you give, been faithfully continuing to give. Even if maybe you're not coming here on Sunday morning, you're watching from home, even though, you know, things are different. So I just want to say, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your faithful continued service and giving through this crazy because it doesn't look like it's going to change real quick either does it not right so now just encourage you to continue to to keep the faith keep the faith and hang in there amen amen so we're just so glad again that you're joining us this morning good morning connection church we are indeed honored that you're here with us on site and joining us online we are as alan said one church many locations. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who've been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. It's a day that you've made. What a gorgeous day you've given us. And um, for some of us, we might be struggling with certain things about the day. And for others, we're just embracing what's going on. But Lord, help us all feel connected to you. We thank you for your love and your grace that covers us. And we pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alan, Amen. before you get started, okay. so this is just on Facebook Live because we also have the platform of YouTube. And so just on Facebook Live, we have 75 households joining us Wow, that's pretty incredible. You so you times that by one or two or 2.5 people. So we have a full congregation and then some. And we're so grateful for the technology. You guys, tech team, you rock. Thank, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And it, there are people from all over the place, not only Costa Rica, but we've got Florida and uh, Milford. Hey, happy birthday, Donna Brennan. Uh, Smyrna, Clayton, Dover, Newark, all over the place. And it's just um, really great to be together. Isn't it cool how church can expand? You don't have to add bricks and mortar. 
That's wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild. Well, as we shared previously, we've been talking about Micah the last couple of weeks. He was a prophet. We find him in the Old Testament. That's the first part of the Bible. And it's in a book by the name of Micah. It was a book that he wrote. His prophet was someone, a prophet, someone who served as God's mouthpiece, a prophet God speaks through and speaks on behalf of God. And, and so they were messengers. The challenge was sometimes the messages that these prophets brought weren't always what the people wanted to hear. You know, we don't always like it when we're told what, how we're not measuring up, how we got to do things differently. Can I get an Amen. Yeah, so, and so if you're the prophet, sometimes uh, you're not everybody's favorite guy. But then on the other hand, he brings uh, a challenge messages, both uh, ones that step on toes and ones that lift us up as well. So those are, those are great messages. So Micah is nestled in between Obadiah and Nahum. <laughs> sometimes it's hard. He's hard to find. Who's read out of Obadiah this week? <laughs> How about any Nahamers? Yeah, they're not your, usually your major reads anyway. But in the sixth chapter of Micah, verse 8, he shares the message to the people, telling them what God requires of them. We've also said this isn't like, hey, if you feel like it. <laughs> this is required, what the Lord requires. It's such an important message. And we also think it's a very timely message to what's happening in our culture today. Check this out, Micah 6, verse 8. He, the Lord, has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Mm. And so two weeks ago, we discussed what it means to act justly. Last week, we focused on loving mercy this morning, our focus is on walking humbly with your God. Walking humbly. To be humble. What does that mean? Well, I used to be an English major. I actually focus on linguistics. I love word origins. They just fascinate me. It's just interesting to see how a word... So, you're going to get so a, little... a little known fact, Alan has a master's degree in addition to divinity in linguistics. Not quite. Almost, but yeah, I'm yeah. going to say you did. Almost. You just, you know, <laughs> it was a hair, Alan. Yeah, anyway. Um, but that's the study of words. So this is interesting. Yeah. So we have this Latin word, humus, H-U, um, not, not the chickpea stuff that you eat, you know, but I think that's hummus, but humus, spelled a little different, which means ground. For, for as far as I'm concerned, that's what hummus tastes. Anyway, anyway. Oh, you're going to make some enemies. <laughs> I, but I appreciate that whoever likes it. Anyway, from hummus comes the Latin word humilis, which means close or low to the ground. You get that, see what? Ground and close to the ground. And then we get this word humilitas. It's all in Latin, mo uh, movement in Latin there, which means lowliness or humility or humbleness or Servility. See how it's all connected to close to the ground there. And some from humilitas, then we get the adjective humble, the noun humility, both of which has to do with someone who is not lifting themselves up. They're not uh, arrogant, someone who's not overly puffed up or proud, someone who's not self-centered, someone who keeps themselves low, so to speak, 
or close to the ground, as it were. Isn't that fascinating? Well, I think so. Anyway. <laughs> so one way to get a little chatter there on Facebook go. is to say you don't like hummus. Ah. Now we've got a hummus <coughs> discussion. I didn't say I didn't like it. Okay, I just said what it tasted okay, like. I didn't say. Focus. Focus. I didn't say I didn't like it. Focus. <clears throat> What's the difference between being <laughs> humble, having humility, and being humiliated? Mm. When it all comes from the same root word, humilitus. John Dixon, he wrote an excellent book called um, Humilitus. And he tells us that one's positive and the other is a negative spin on that root word. Now used negatively, it means to be put low by someone else, to be humiliated. Humiliated. We all know what that feels like. To be used positively, it means to lower oneself, to be humbled. Humility comes from within and it's self directed. To be humiliated comes from without, it comes from what others. Two sides. Mm. So walking humbly is when we decide to allow ourselves to put the welfare of others above ourselves, to take a step back. Humiliation occurs when we put people down, when we are put down by someone else. Dixon goes on to define humility as a starting point, a starting point for the rest of this book that talks all about humility. Check this out. John Dixon says on page 24 of the book, humility is the noble choice to forego your status, deploy your resources, or use your influence for the good of others before yourself. More simply, you could say the humble person is marked by a willingness to hold power in service of others. Mm. So to put others first, to build them up. And so here's the interesting thing. To walk humbly doesn't mean that we put ourselves down, that we think any less of ourselves, that we have low self-esteem. That's not what it means to be humble. Actually, it's anything but that. Professor, theologian, and author C.S. Lewis, he, he wrote like the Narnia uh, Chronicles. He wrote Mere Christianity. He, be, he became a Christian later in life. He said this. He said, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Yeah. Wow. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Thinking of yourself less, thinking more about God, thinking more about others, putting others' needs, their thoughts, their feelings ahead of your own. It's, it's not easy. It's not easy <laughs> to do. As humans, we have this bent toward self-centeredness, I in the middle of, of everything, me, <laughs> me, me. And anyone who has had uh, children or been around children, especially babies, know that because they could care less at 2 in the morning. They just want what they want. <laughs> We are not a whole lot different. 
Here's the thing. It's really tough to walk with God when we are centered on ourselves. It's tough to walk with God when we are centered on ourselves. And that's really not how it's all designed. That's not how God designed the world. In fact, God requires us to walk humbly with him. That's what God shares with us through the prophet Micah. So check out what Dr. Lynn Brinkley from Campbell University Divinity School has to say about this passage of Scripture in an de online devotion that was dated back June 5th, uh, 2017. Here's what Dr. Brinkley shares. She says, what if you could take a walk with God? Where would you go? What would you say? How would you act? She says, I can only imagine. <laughs> when we walk humbly with God... Our hearts are centered on God and not ourselves. We learn to adhere to Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, by trusting in the Lord with all of our hearts, leaning not on our own understanding. Yeah. Walking humbly is remembering who's in charge. Hello. <laughs> and releasing our way to God's way. Most of all, the fastest way to humility is by serving others. As we read in Mark 10, 45, for even the Son of Man, Jesus, did not come to be served, but to serve, but to serve. Do you have a major decision that you need to make soon or this coming year? Before you allow yourself to take charge of the decision, walk humbly with God. Yeah, Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Wow. Matthew eleven twenty nine. And then she says this. This is a great final question. What do you need to release control over so you can walk humbly with God? I want you to say that with me, but I want you to change the you in that sentence, the two you's to I. Let's say it. What do I need, need to, release to release control, control over, over so I can, can walk, walk humbly with God? It's a good question. <laughs> God at the center of our lives. There's um, a popular expression, and there was actually a book written by this guy named Colonel Robert L. Scott, God is my co-pilot. Everybody heard that? God is my co-pilot. It's on T-shirts and stuff. So if God is the co-pilot, does that make you the pilot? Ooh. Does that put us in that driver's seat? If so, what's wrong with that picture? Some people have addressed that in later books. The books are called, If God is Your Co-Pilot, Switch Seats. <laughs> and God is My Co-Pilot, and that's the problem. <laughs> oh, it's still me. I'm like thinking about that. All right. So it makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> Actually, it should be me. I know. It's I missed a marking. You know what? We do this purposely just so you know we're human. Oh, I've got my pages even mixed up. Oh, my goodness. We good? No. You go ahead. Well, four or five's coming next. A commercial, please. <laughs> that is really good, Barry. Okay. For you people online... Whatever. You know, I'm really feeling humble right now, like, yeah. 
Okay. See, I think the Lord purposely, you know, designed this so Two. we would have a humility Remember moment. Remember who's in charge. All right. You know, it, all ma- it makes all sense in the world to walk humbly with God, doesn't it? If you think about it, I mean, God is omni, O-M-N-I, and we have these words for God, omnipotent or omnipotent, which means all-powerful, omniscient, which means all-knowing, and omnipresent, which means always there, all there. You know, why wouldn't we want to follow God's lead? Why wouldn't we want to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not on our own understanding? Why wouldn't we want to ride shotgun with God in the driver's seat? You know, it makes all the logical sense in the world. So why wouldn't we, why don't we always do that? Well, here's the reason. For one thing, we're not always logical, are we? No. And the other thing, probably more so, is because we love to be in charge, don't we? We love to be in charge. Because even though God's all-knowing, we often like to think that we know more than God does. (laughs) Good luck on that one. (laughs) So walking humbly permeates Jesus' ministry and, and his teachings. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of scripture on that. And we're just going to pull a few things out in the 10th chapter of the book of Mark. Mark's in the set. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're the Gospels. We read where two disciples, their names are James and John. They ask Jesus to give them whatever they want. And Jesus (laughs) says, uh, well, what do you want? And they said, well, we want to sit at places of honor at your table. We want to sit right next to you, one at the right, one at the left. And um, they are the places of honor, what they consider places of honor. And Jesus tells them it's not for him to grant. And he finishes by telling his disciples this. I'm reading Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke. I'm struggling today. There's a reason for that, but my mom died today, a couple, you know, seven years ago. I'm just a mess, but anyway. Let's see, Mark 10. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. It's hard to be in front of like 500 people when you just want to go cry. (laughs) Hi, everybody. (laughs) Okay, here we go. I got to shake my head when I think about James and John here. (laughs) You know, first of all, give us what we want. Saying that to Jesus I love Jesus. Okay, what do you want? Well, we want to be on your right and left when you're in heaven. Hello. (laughs) Boy, humble is not in their uh, wheelhouse, at least on that particular day. The the one version says, I can't remember which one, as their mother asking for it for them. That's really bad. I want you to give my boys, (laughs) that's their mama boys too. (laughs) These guys are known as the sons of thunder. Sound anything but thunderous here, don't they? Yeah, it's kind of funny and kind of arrogant. And, and, and I just shake my head, but then I look in the mirror. 
I look in the mirror and I'm reminded that I'm not a whole lot different than they are. You know, it's easy to raise ourselves up, isn't it? It, 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 it's, it, it's sometimes much easier to raise ourselves up than to lower ourselves down. Easier to be arrogant than to be humble. <laughs> uh, to desire places of honor rather than places of humble or humility. To want to be clapped for rather than clapping for someone else. Walking humbly is not always easy, is it? <laughs> But God will put you there. <laughs> yeah. There's another scripture. It's found in Luke. And we're told about a dinner party that Jesus attended. I'm reading Luke 14, verses 7 through 11. When he, that's Jesus, noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor. For a person is more distinguished, for a person more distinguished than you may be invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the, le the you will have to take the least important place. Mm -hmm. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all the other guests. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Mm. Those who exalt themselves will be humbled. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. I love how Jesus gives us these kingdom lessons, but he's also so practical. You know, he's, he's, he's just telling us, do you want to be humiliated publicly? Well, Hey, listen to me, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing you a good life lesson here to keep you well grounded and not full of yourself so that you're not going to make you a fool of yourself in front of everybody. It's just awesome when you look at it, you know. Over and over again, we read in Scripture the importance of being humble, especially in the teachings of Jesus, to put God and others ahead of ourselves. And, you know, as we said before, to have a humble spirit is not a sign of weakness. Actually, it's a sign of strength, huge strength. Hmm. Many years ago, our seminary uh, sponsored a trip. Uh, they wanted us to take a, a to be part of a, an immersion experience outside of a, a culture that we were used to. And we had a vice president who was from Korea, and she set this trip up that was like unbelievably uh, affordable for us because we didn't have any money, but affordable. There was a largest Methodist church in the world, Kwanglin Church, put us up in their guest house. I don't think, basically we paid for airfare, I think. Well, during this trip, they took us to the, um, to the Hyundai plant. Uh, and that plant, they both make both uh, cars and ships. At the time, it was the, I think, the sixth largest shipbuilder in the world. Today, it's the largest shipbuilder in the world. I mean, this is a big honking plant, a BHP, a big honking plant there. And, and so we had this guy showing us around, and he was dressed fairly humbly in uh, like khaki work pants and a, khaki, a work jacket, you know, not, not a suit, not a business suit or anything like that. So he looked like maybe, at best, maybe middle management, maybe a, a supervisor or something. And yet, by the way he conducted himself, by the way he showed us around, we knew this guy had, 
this guy wasn't middle management. And we finally said, are you in charge of this place? Are you, are you, the, are you, the, you know, the, the guy who oversees? Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, not me, no. I mean, very, very humble. But that's their culture, part of that. That's part of the Korean culture. But this guy took that and took it on steroids, how humble he was. So we kept talking, and we finally find out this is the number three guy. The third guy in charge of this huge monster plant. And, 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 and I, I don't know if he was Christian. Odds are against it because... Uh, well, I don't know. That, that's a very large Christian culture. I'm thinking India there for a minute. Now, in Korea, there are a lot of Christians, very Christian. He may well have been a Christian. Um, we don't, I don't know for sure, but even if he wasn't, he sure was living out what Jesus shared about being humble. Uh, uh, it certainly made its mark with this guy because here I am. This is, what, 25 years later. And for us, it's still a vivid memory of how humble this guy was when he was shown around this huge plant. Wow. Wow. And so we find the ultimate example of humility in the person of Jesus Christ. We're reminded of that in a scripture that is one of, one of my go-to scriptures. It's Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. I'd like to share that with you. In your relationships with one another, have the same attitude of mind Christ Jesus had, who, being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a human being, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Hmm. So to wrap up what we've been talking about two weeks ago, last week, and this week, what does the Lord require of you to act justly? In other words, to champion what is just, what is right, what is fair. Not just for those in positions of power and privilege, but for all. For everybody, from the well-to-do to the down and out, everybody in between, with special emphasis on the poor and oppressed, to love mercy, to live a lifestyle, not just put it on, but live a lifestyle of loving kindness toward others, loving them the way God loves all of us, unconditionally, without limit or question. Wow. To have a place in your heart, in your life for everybody, even those, especially those who are very different from yourself. And walk humbly with your God. To put God and others first. Not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. To put on the mind of Christ, to try to see others as Jesus does, serving 
not being served. And so we come to a question that we often <laughs> end with. What about you? What about me? What about us? Are we living out this scripture? What does the Lord require of you? Requirement. Require. Are we acting justly? Are we loving mercy? Are we walking humbly with our God? It's not easy. It's not easy, especially when it means going contrary to those around us, a culture, uh, pressures that say anything but doing this. It's not always easy to even know what is fair and what is just. That gets sometimes muddy in our minds. But Jesus will tell us, not depending on the culture, we need to look to the truth of Scripture for that. It's not always easy showing loving kindness, especially when somebody is not being loving or kind to us, but their behavior should not inform ours. Being humble is not always easy. And for some of us, we may struggle that with that a little bit more. We like attention. We like acclamation. We, we like applause. We like to be noticed. And putting God first is not always really at the center of our lives. We might think about it from the backside, but is that what we think about going into what we are when we go to work or when we go to school or when we're making a decision? You know, start with that as opposed to coming in from the back door. Here's the good news, though. All of this is possible. It's all possible because we know, and this is what this church stands on, the truth that with God, all things are possible. That's the beginning of this church. That's the scripture. With God, all things are possible. And that includes a change of heart. That in includes having eyes to see what we can't see, being able to try to see what God sees in one another, in a situation, turning our lives over to him, releasing control, getting out of the driver's seat. All that is so important in order to live out this scripture, this requirement that we're asked to live by. And we're asked to model to one another. And you know what the best part about all this is? God gets the glory to, of it all. We decrease and he increases. Jesus is magnified when we live this out. Connection, I am humbled to be in this family with you as together we seek to live out our mission to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers and these requirements to act justly and love mercy and walk humbly with our God is included in our mission. Mm. And so let's do it. Let's do it. It's easy here, but I'll tell you what, the mission field is out there. Wherever you're at, at home, at work, wherever you're watching, all of us here, we got a lot of work to do. But remember, he 
is always glorified. That's the good news. <laughs> you do it better than I do. There you go. Here we go. There's a cadence to that. There you go. Let's believe it and let's live it. And let's pray. Almighty God, we thank you so much for your requirement. And with you, it, it really isn't that hard. We make it hard. We make it hard, but Lord, with you, all things are possible. So help us live out this Micah scripture, your requirement to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with you. Lord, help us just lay ourselves down and know that you've got it. We thank you and praise you this day and all days in the name of God the Father, Jesus Christ, his one and only Son, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.